You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy. In fact, I don't need to hope that you are happy. I know that you are happy because the Dallas Cowboys, our Dallas Cowboys, just completely destroyed, completely humiliated, completely humbled if they were capable of feeling that emotion, but they are too narcissistic in order to do so, which was kind of exemplified by the way this game unfolded. The Cowboys lambasted the Eagles on Sunday Night Football for the entire world to see 33-13 to the final score. This is the post game here on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel, the Blog of the Boys Twitch channel, the Blog of the Boys Facebook page. You can watch us live, obviously. You can also catch the rewatch at your own convenience. If you can't get with us live, obviously it's, it's a little bit late coming off the Sunday Night win. You can catch the rewatch at your own convenience, or you can listen to the audio version of the show on the Blog of the Boys Podcast Network. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Twitch channel, like our Facebook page, subscribe to our podcast network, and of course, make sure to visit bloggingtheboys.com for the latest and greatest in the world of the Dallas Cowboys, the currently first place in the NFC East Dallas Cowboys. We have a lot to get to, as Think Tank Gallery says. Uh, here we go. I can't do it, actually, my voice. Uh, C. Diggins at Baller. Uh, here it is from Think Tank Gallery. I'm still, my voice is still a little bit, you know, whatever. I've got some honey and some lemon and some water. Um, so I can't quite do it. Plus, my son is asleep. Uh, but here we go. Uh, obviously, and Paul, by the way, says RJ sounds the best he has. Since October. Um, that's uh, a great way to put it. Thank you very much. The Lunar Cowboy says, here we go, RJ. I told y'all on the live mixtape it wasn't going to be close. Y'all laughed, not me. Um, the Eagles, are they frauds? I don't know. But you know what I do know? That question is going to be asked. And you know what else I know? We have had to deal with that question. You know, it was complete and total utter nonsense. As I kind of get through my op- opening monologue here, it was complete and total utter nonsense, in my opinion. And I don't like to come at the broadcasters because it's a difficult job to call an NFL game. And a lot of them make it look easier than it actually is. But Chris Collinsworth, get the hell out of here with how the Cowboys needed to prove it to you. Do, do the Eagles need to reprove to you that they're contenders? I have no idea why nobody was willing to believe in the Cowboys as contenders. You can get the hell out of here with it didn't beat a team above 500 crap. By any advanced metric, the Dallas Cowboys have since the bye, really since the Chargers win, obviously, uh, which happened right before the bye, the Cowboys have become a very different team. They are dominant on the offensive side of the ball. They are dominant on the defensive side of the ball. And you can argue that they should have won the first game that these two teams played. I mean, think about people compare these two teams to one another, the Cowboys and the Eagles. That's obviously kind of the way things go. This almighty Eagles team, this infallible Eagles team, did not score a single offensive touchdown. Their three superstars, Jalen Hurts, Adrian Brown, Devontae Smith, fine players, obviously in their own right, uh, all had fumbles. They completely and totally shrunk in the moment, and the Cowboys completely and totally rose in the moment. It was a really impressive, dominant win. I know that we all have scars from the past, 
um, that, that kind of inhibit and prohibit us from totally trusting the Cowboys. But I think if we're honest with ourselves, I don't think any of us really ever thought that, you know, the game was in doubt. I think we all effectively knew that the Cowboys were going to win. It was just a matter of how was it ultimately going to work. Murder, she wrote with a great point, says another victory polo Monday. That's right. Tag me in your photos tomorrow if you're wearing polos or T-shirts or caps or uh, sweaters. Maybe you have the homage, half zip, whatever the case may be, at RGO Cho on Twitter, at RGO Cho on Instagram. I love to see them. Uh, Brian says the Eagles squeaked out so many games this year. This was the real Eagles. I don't know if I'd go that far, but this, I think, was much closer to the real Eagles. I mean, you think about their recent wins, obviously, um, against the Bills and against the Chiefs. I mean, things that they won kind of, you know, by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin. But when when they got in the ring with a team that was ready to scrap with them, they didn't just lose. They stood no chance. I'm going to repeat that the Dallas Cowboys did not allow a single offensive touchdown from the Philadelphia Eagles. Think about that. Not one. Not a single offensive touchdown what an embarrassment how can you claim to have the mvp of the national football league playing quarterback for you and then go into this massive game and not even put up a single offensive touchdown i know how it's because stefan gilmore was balling out of his absolute mind it's because micah parsons was balling out of his absolute mind it's because osa adigizua was balling out of his absolute mind i don't want to hear anything and i'm not talking to you all because you all are very smart and talented and uh you know great looking um I don't want to hear anything about how this was the Eagles playing down and this isn't the real Eagles. No, this was a Cowboys team that kicked their ass. That's what it was. This was a Cowboys team that is better than them. We saw it. We lived it. We kind of experienced every single part of it. And now this is the reality that a lot of NFL people, I know that, you know, we can talk about this and that or whatever when it comes to national shows and the takes they have. I am going to greatly enjoy, and I hope all of you do as well, how the national media has to reckon with the reality that the Dallas Cowboys are a better football team than their precious Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, your uh, Barmy says uh, AJ's going to be awake for the next week thinking about Gilmore. Um, you know, hey, uh, Stephon Gilmore was amazing. And I'm obviously going to get to uh, my stock report. Spoiler alert, Stephon Gilmore is a part of it. Vincent, by the way, says, I love the feistiness, RJ. Look. I host a show around here, uh, around Blogging the Boys with Brandon Lee Godden, who's a great friend of mine. He's the me at SB Nation of our Philadelphia Eagles site, Bleeding Green Nation. And he was coming into this game. He wrote an entire article about this, about how the Eagles were going to lose. He picked the Cowboys. He made the Cowboys his lock of the week on a different show we host together. And I am not here. I'm not going to tolerate this like, oh, well, the Eagles are tired and they've played a lot of games. No, if you're supposed to be this big, bad, super power force that we have all kind of had this you know, idea told to us over and over and over and over again, you got to show up. You have to show up. And you did not show up because the Dallas Cowboys ensured that you did not. Now, to be very clear, uh, the Dallas Cowboys do currently lead the NFC East. Uh, they are in first place at the moment. However, they do not control their own destiny. If the Eagles win out, this is something we've been talking about for a while. If the Eagles win out from this point on, they win the NFC East. The Cowboys have to win out at this present time. Obviously, you know, we don't know what's going to happen across the final four weeks of the regular season, but the Cowboys uh, still need the Eagles to slip up their final four games, the Eagles uh, against Seattle, which got flexed to Monday night this coming week, the Giants, the Cardinals and the Giants, which is obviously an unlikely run for them to lose the game. But if you're not scoring a single offensive touchdown, well, I don't know. Uh, Let's see. Little Buddy 81 says, I'm going to get to the super chats, by the way. Thank you all of you who were super chatting even before I got here. We obviously have a lot of things to do as soon as the game ends. Cowboys just made the last four weeks of the season completely relevant in terms of competing for playoff seating and keeping the pressure on San Francisco and Philly for the stretch run. How about them, Cowboys? This is a great point from Little Buddy 81 I'm going to level with you all because I love you very much. It's still unlikely that Dallas wins the NFC East, and that's okay, right? But if Dallas had lost this game to Little Buddy 81's point, 
the Eagles would have already effectively won the division. They would really have had not a lot to play for. Yes, they have the one seed, obviously, especially because they lost to San Francisco. But this was massive. And if you listen to anything I've done, if you watch any of my videos or listen to my podcast or read my you know social media posts, my whole objective that I was pressing on the Cowboys was go make them squirm. Go make life uncomfortable because we have all, as Dallas Cowboys fans, had to put up with, our, is this team for real? Again, Chris Collinsworth, as the Cowboys were salting away a 33-13 to win over the Philadelphia Eagles that every national outlet loves to fawn over, as the Cowboys were salting that away, Chris Collinsworth was like, I don't know, man. I didn't really buy it until I saw this you know, right here. Chill out. How about give the Cowboys the props that they had earned and deserved prior to Sunday of Week 14? It was not a new thing. <clears throat> excuse me, for the Cowboys to take care of business. So as somebody who has had to put up with a lot of, are the Cowboys real, is the Cowboys not real? And you all have too. I have zero issues with Philadelphia Eagles fans now having to deal with the are you frauds questions because they're annoying. But guess what? That's where you are completely at right now. Kevin Wolf, by the way, says RJ versus Collinsworth, UFC 300. I'm going to be honest as well. Chris Collinsworth is my favorite color analyst in the game. I know that's an unpopular take, I think, for most of you. Um, I know we love Tony Romo. Uh, I think Greg Olson is great, but I do think that Chris Collinsworth is generally the most studied, the most prepared. I really do learn a lot from him. Uh, so, um, you know, just had a slight disagreement with him at this particular juncture. That's all. Uh, let's get to your super chats. Once again, thank you to all of you who were super chatting again before I even got here. Paul, we'll go in chronological order. Thank you for the super chats. It's 30 for 30 for the kicker who we settled to keep a starter after preseason. Just wow. Abramatic. Philly looked gassed from the kickoff. Parsons playing through his illness. This team's on fire as we race towards the finish line. The Brandon Aubrey thing, and again, a bit of a spoiler from my stock report. I mean, I just, it's like, I hope we remember this. This is not normal. This, this is, you know, this is not, um, this should not be happening. He is a revelation. Um, he's incredible. He deserves all the kudos and attaboys that he's earned. It was very cool to see him, obviously, with Melissa Stark in the post game. I'm very happy for him. I know we all are serious. I have not given enough props, I don't think, in my job to John Fossil, who's really, I know we had some issues, all of us with him in that first season in 2020. He was a little too aggressive. He has continued to churn these out, churn these guys out, because I know that Brett Maher finished last season on a somber note, but he was remarkable for the regular season. And that is all the work of John Fossil and his staff. So well done to all of them. Agree with Micah Parsons, kind of like me, a little bit of a flu game, right? Me and Micah are the same. Uh, basically, I have no idea what it's going to take for Micah Parsons to draw a holding penalty at this point in time. But uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe once the, the the blue moon or full moon or whatever hits, we'll finally see it. Thank you, Tony, for the super chats. It's next week's NFC East mixtape, Cowboys lead it off. Here we go. For anyone who is unaware, thank you, Tony, for being a loyal listener. Uh, on the mixtape, we go in order of divisional standings. We discuss teams in that order, uh, which means the Dallas Cowboys now will be discussed first because they lead the NFC East. Tim, thank you for the super chats. It's checking in from Shreveport, Louisiana, where Brandon Aubrey is lining up for his next kick as we speak. I mean, come on now. Again, a 60. I, I, let's be honest, all of us. I think we all kind of thought like, when, when they shot him out for the 60 yarder, we were, I think some of us, maybe not all of us, but some of us in our heads were like, so this is how it ends, right? <laughs> we were like, oh, you know, <clears throat> if it ends here, so be it. Um, you know, it's hard to make a 60 yard field goal, but just money after money after money after money, he is the real deal. Congratulations to Brandon Aubrey. We love you very much. Thank you very much, Brian. Uh, everybody follow Brian on TikTok at Talk Cowboys. Uh, it says $100 donation to charity of your choice to get BLG here for a live instant reaction on. Uh, he can have a $100 donation to his own char uh, charity, too. 
Uh, I don't want to wait for Wednesday. LFG Cowboys Nation. I would encourage all of you. In fact, I'll share the article. I'll tweet it out and put it on uh, threads in my Instagram story. He wrote an article before the game, and it literally started with the Eagles are going to lose to the Cowboys. I mean, it was it was completely coming in flat, um, and that's just um, the way it is, I think, when you're scared of the Dallas Cowboys, the way BLG obviously is. Mr. Icon Lorenz, thank you for the super chat. says, best team in the NFC East regardless. And that's the thing. Am I scared of the Cowboys going to Philadelphia for a playoff game? Absolutely. I'm, I'd be scared of the Cowboys going to Atlanta or Tampa or New Orleans for a playoff game because it's a playoff game. But we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Cowboys cannot just hang with, but can for the most part obliterate the Philadelphia Eagles. And again, I know that the Cowboys lost in Philadelphia, but we can make an argument that they should have won that game. And it's funny the way that the universe tends to balance these things out with the Eagles having three fumbles, obviously, in that game and recovering all three of them and then losing all three of their fumbles tonight against the Cowboys. But all that really tells me is in two games, they fumbled the ball six times. I mean, goodness gracious, get a hold on things, Eagles. Chill out a little bit. Paul, thank you again for the super chat. Um, this is uh, the same idea as the uh, same comment you had a little while ago, praising Brandon Aubrey and Micah Parsons. So thank you very much. Uh, you're the best. Garrett, thank you for the super chat. Says this game was so much more relaxing than the Army victory. Hashtag beat Navy. Hashtag sing second. Um, I don't have a, you know, a rooting interest in the Army-Navy game, uh, but one of my great friends and mentors, Jason Minix, um, is, is a Navy um, you know, uh, experienced person, very grateful to, to him and to you, I presume Garrett for your service, uh, to our country. Um, so I generally lean Navy, uh, Jason was there and obviously, uh, he got to sing second. So congratulations to you and your army, Mikey, my good friend. Thank you for the, uh, super chat says EPL is rough, but embarrassing, filthy, LOL, worth it. Uh, Mikey roots for Arsenal. Um, uh, so he's doing all right. I root for Manchester United. So we do not have to talk about what happened there. The NFL did save us. Thank you, Thomas, for the super chat. Says, RJ, this might be our year. Jimmy is going into the ring of honor. The curse is being broken on December 30th. Thank you, Jerry, for finally hearing us. Um, I had a weird thought um, before this game, if anybody saw Barry Switzer was there. And I was just a little bit nervous that Jerry was about to put Barry Switzer in the ring of honor as well. That would have really uh, been chaos. Uh, but the Cowboys have not lost the game since Jerry Jones decided to put Jerry, uh, Jimmy Johnson into the ring of honor. So that is awesome. Kenneth Cook, thank you for the super chat. Says, chest out all week. Really worried about Hankins. I have not seen any update yet um, on Jonathan Hankins. So uh, we'll see. By the way, Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News tweeted that Micah Parsons said he caught the flu yesterday. So still very early. Somebody's got to give Micah the uh, honey, warm water, and lemon trick I got going on. All right. Let's see. Let's move on. Uh, Tony uh, mentioned um, the comment from BLG in his super chat. Thank you, Tony. BLG hedging his bet by locking up the boys weak. Tony, if you have a comment for Brandon, you can hit him up on Twitter at Brandon Gowton. Namir, um, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, says four is the MVP. Big credit to Mike adapting post by and learning to run shotgun often and keeping the ball in Dak's hands. I am cautiously optimistic. All right. Um, so, First of all, by the way, before we get into the DAC thing, um, I want to bring up Eric's comment. It says, your weird thought before the game was about Santa Claus, LOL. Um, I tweeted this out before the game started uh, because earlier today or yesterday on Saturday, we had the Santa Claus on in my house. And I've thought about this before, and I know other people have as well. Um, we know as the viewing audience that Santa is real in the movie and that Santa brings toys to the children, right? Um, so my question was, with that being the case, what were the parents doing? What were Neil and Charlie's mom um, her name escapes me, but Charlie's mom and Neil, what, like, what, what, what did they think when like Christmas presents showed up from Santa? Like, did they think they bought them? They knew they didn't buy them. So like, that's a weird kind of plot hole, uh, plot hole for me. Uh, but thank you for paying attention to that. Garrett, thank you for the super chat <coughs> says, um, stock up breaking the Jimmy Johnson curse. 
That's correct. Little Buddy 81, thank you for the super chat. So something different about this team reminds me of the 2014 team who also had significant ties to Big Mike, a special team which can take it all the way and can only be beaten by themselves. Let's go. I don't want to bring this up on a night of such positivity, but as Little Buddy 81 notes, in case anybody does not recall, that was the Des caught it game. Um, and we remember that Des caught it and obviously what happened, but what might be forgotten is um, that Mike McCarthy challenged that play. That was not an automatic review. That was a Mike McCarthy challenge. Uh, okay. Let's move on. Uh, Watsamata says, um, I can't believe I am saying this. Stock up Gallup. Cassie Stewart, by the way, says, I love the Santa Claus movie series. Oh, my gosh. It's so cute. Uh, that's fair. And Loco says, that I need to ask Santa for a cure for that cold flu. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I can tell you what's going on. Uh, I have a two-year-old. That's what's going on. Everybody said, you're going to be sick all the time. You know what? They were all right. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Um, as we kind of start the stock report, there's no real place to start anywhere other than with the MVP of the National Football League, and that is Dak Prescott. All right. I'm tired of hearing. By the way, um, people are chanting MVP as Dak speaks postgame of this man not getting his props. And that um, is a situation that extends, you know, not just, you know, towards this season, but for a very, very long time. I talked about being annoyed at things, right? Um, by the way, uh, Trev, thank you for the super chat, says CBS Sports claims high ankle sprain for Hankins. That's a tough situation, but hopefully he's back by the playoffs. That's obviously a month away. It was so unbelievably annoying the way that people handled the Dak Prescott interception thing last year, right? And it was frustrating. Um, you know, we all know that. You know, it's not fun seeing – uh, your quarterback throw a million interceptions. But it was never anything that we, I think, worried about. And that was something that nobody wanted to ever listen to. Nobody ever wanted to say, oh, this is an incredible aberration for Dak Prescott for his career. This, this It wasn't the first year of Dak Prescott's career, the second year of Dak Prescott's you know career. I mean, if you looked at his body of work, it's extensive. He's literally the most tenured or the longest tenured starting quarterback in the NFL. If you looked at his body of work, it was so clear that, you know, the uptick in interceptions was a weird stroke of luck that worked against him. And nobody wanted to hear that conversation. Nobody wanted to do anything. Nobody wanted to give this man his credit. And I will admit, and I think a lot of us will, um, that playing for the Dallas Cowboys comes with some benefits, right? It comes with that Dak Prescott talked about that in the interview he did with Jason Garrett on the uh, NBC YouTube channel, which was great. Highly recommend everybody check that out. Um, but I would argue, and I've been making this argument for the last week, I would argue that playing for the Dallas Cowboys comes with a bit of a handicap and, and as it pertains to things like MVP. Um, and so people hold it against Dak Prescott that he plays 
um, you know, for the Dallas Cowboys when they evaluate him for MVP. Well, he is the MVP of the NFL. In fact, Dak Prescott is currently, as of this moment in time, the favorite to win MVP at DraftKings Sportsbook. <clears throat> as you can see, plus 175 odds. Brock Purdy trails him. Uh, Lamar Jackson trails him. Jalen Hurts trails him. Again, get out of here with this, like, Jalen And I like Jalen Hurts, but, like, Get out of here with Jalen Hurts as MVP when you contextualize who the Eagles are, how they play, and again, that they don't put up a single offensive touchdown. It's just embarrassing. But Dak Prescott is the favorite for MVP. Give the man his props. What an incredible performance. And he talked about it. I mean, and that's where I will give anybody in sports props when they call their shot and they succeed at it. And that's what Dak Prescott said. He said, it's a big week. It's a big opportunity. We got to play well. And Dak Prescott played very, very, very well. Uh, by the way, Jared notes that Hunter Mann uh, had a higher passer rating than, uh, or the, excuse me, the man had a higher uh, passer rating than Hurst. Uh, yeah, the fake punt was uh, really frustrating. Loco says, give the man his flowers. Uh, Kevin, I think this is a great point, says the no offensive touchdowns ended Hurts' chance at MVP today. I agree with this. Even if Dak doesn't win it, I have no idea how Jalen Hurts can come back into the conversation in a firm way when you put up zero offensive touchdowns in a primetime game that's going to do a stupid number against your top rival and you lost the division lead, albeit temporarily, potentially, and the number one seed in the NFC in the process. It's just too big of a hurdle for him to overcome. Uh, kind of like the hurdles that Jake Ferguson overcame over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, I mean, Dak Prescott um, leads my stock report the way he leads the odds for MVP. So kudos to him. Let's see here. Uh, back to some super chats. Uh, Robert says, stock up Mike McCarthy. Dude lost his appendix. Sirianni lost the game. I should note, um, so that all of you know, if you don't, Nick Sirianni has never won a game at AT&T Stadium as the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Think about that. Nick Sirianni, I'm going to say it again. Nick Sirianni has never, N-E-V-E-R, never won a game at AT&T Stadium as the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Not once, not a single time. He's had three opportunities and he failed in each and every one. You know who else has never won a game at AT&T Stadium since their association with the Philadelphia Eagles? That would be Jalen Hurts. They are over. The Eagles have not won in the building since 2017. They now officially have not swept the Cowboys since 2011. They are a bunch of frauds. And we'll say it again, baby. Philadelphia Eagles are frauds. Uh, but I agree with the notion that Mike McCarthy is a stock up. I've got him as a stock up. I um, have been kind of singing McCarthy's praises for a while in a similar way to Dak Prescott being the head coach. of The Dallas Cowboys comes with some unfair expectations, comes with some ridiculous expectations, comes with moving goalposts on a weekly basis. Mike McCarthy now, in case anybody doesn't realize the Cowboys are 10 and three, the Cowboys have clinched another double-digit win season. If the Cowboys lose every single game, they will still have won double-digit games. The Cowboys have won double-digit games three years in a row for the first since 1994 through 1996. I mean, what does this dude have to do to get his props? I mean, and if you think he's not getting his props, and because I mentioned this uh, on some stuff I did last thing, and people are like, yeah, Mike's getting his props. Look at Coach of the Year odds. Go, like, in fact, I'll pull them up right now. I can't put them on the screen for you. But coach of the year odds um, at this moment, they're actually not up at DraftKings Sportsbook. But entering this past week, Dan Campbell was leading the coach of the year odds, who's a lot of fun and the media likes him. But Mike McCarthy's getting no love for anything. It's silly. Mike McCarthy showed up ready to rock without his appendix. And uh, yeah, seriously, super impressive. Um, well done, Mike. Also, well done, Dan Quinn. I have been very 
very hard on Dan Quinn as of late. Um, I think it was fair to, to be hard on Dan Quinn after last week, given that his group almost lost the, ga- uh, the game. Um, they did not force a single punt. Granted, they did obviously have uh, the three fourth down stops at the very end of things. But Dan Quinn showed up ready to rock. I mean, again, we talk about no offensive touchdowns from the Eagles. And while all the narrative will be about how they're tired and, you know, they're falling apart and this and that. No, the narrative should be that the Dallas Cowboys kicked their ass. That's what the narrative is. You tell people, whoever you are, wherever you are, that's the narrative. Dan Quinn, he orchestrated it, baby. He was playing chess all night long. All right. Dan Quinn rocks. He was amazing. (coughs) Dialing up pressure at the perfect moments. Had a complete and total plan. Didn't allow Jalen Hurts to really kind of scramble and pick up things. And, yeah, did the ball bounce their way literally on those three fumbles, of course. But, I mean, man, Dan Quinn was amazing and deserves a lot of props. That's why he makes my stock report. Also stock up C.D. Lamb. I mean, this dude is just – I really don't know what else to say about C.D. Lamb. I mean, I feel stupid having him on the stock report because, I mean, like how can a stock be any higher? But there is a there is a – a certain cool quality for lack of another way to put it for CD land to just show up. I mean, for this to be a game where it was going to demand, you know, huge performances from your stars and that CD Lamb showed up is super, super, super impressive. Steven, thank you for the super chats. There's no question. Just a donation for cough drops. Keep feeling better. Need you healthy through February 11th. Thank you. We have some great cough drops. Um, although, um, again, um, because we have a two-year-old, my wife is sick now. It's just crazy. It's crazy. For anyone who has kids, you totally get it. Uh, I think we have somebody in here that's crying about the Eagles. Um, you all can point me in their direction. Um, if I see them, I'll certainly take care of things. But stock up CD Lamb. And a lot of you were joking about it or saying you couldn't believe it. Holy crap, stock up Michael Gallup. I mean, if you watch, and you should, um, the sounds from the sideline videos that DallasCowboys.com puts out, CeeDee Lamb was so complimentary um, last week of of Michael Gallup and how he kind of worked for him and drew the safety and things like that. Uh, There was a great video that I think Benjamin Solak did that kind of highlighted this. But Michael Gallup really showed up in the passing game in a more obvious way. Again, I think he's been doing a lot of that dirty work that, you know, is a little bit less obvious, but he was awesome. He was in his bag. I mean, Michael Gallup was amazing. And on a night where Brandon Cooks wasn't like super crazy. I mean, and again, I've got some high expectations. I think we all do of Brandon Cooks at this point in time. But Michael Gallup finished the night with five targets, three catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. And again, I said Brandon Cooks wasn't doing much. Five targets, two receptions, 37 yards. Michael Gallup rocks. Um, the leader for the Cowboys in receiving. Uh, okay, I found the person who I trust you all. We're going to put our friend in timeout who has been a bit of a troll because this, this is a cool place. We just got to be cool with each other. So you get put in timeout if you, uh, you know, if you don't don't act cool. But anyway, the leader in receiving for the Dallas Cowboys from a yardage standpoint was not Michael Gallup. It was not CeeDee Lamb. It was Jake Ferguson. And I said before, I didn't believe, uh, and I'm okay admitting that, I did not totally believe, but he has been, I mean, he has... He is legit. I mean, like, and I love, I think we all do, the kind of, like, attitude he has, the disposition he plays with. Um, Eric says Jake Kelsey. Again, I said this on a previous show. He seems to have, and I know how ridiculous of a claim this is, but he seems to have the the best qualities of Travis Kelsey and of George Kittle, right? Like, because George Kittle's kind of that maniac, and and that's, that's what, you know, Jake Ferguson is. And 
what a what a find from the Dallas Cowboys. What a what an awesome, awesome, awesome find. Zach says Ferg is a dog. I love watching the weekly hurdle. He's amazing. Uh Loco says Ferg Frog with that jump. I completely agree. Uh David says, I'm not ashamed. I have a huge man crush on Ferg. He rocks. And I love that he wears the number 87. It just fits. It feels right. Uh, let's move on. Garrett, thank you for the super chat. Says stock up run offense. Can't nail it down to one. Pollard dowdled the blogging by the O-line. It was truly magical. Garrett, you and I park our cars in the same garage because my other stock report, one of my next ones, is Tony Pollard and Rico Dowdle. I'm cheating, and I'm putting them both there because I think that they were both important. They were What they both brought to the table was important. Um, they both had their moments. Thankfully, Rico was all right after the injury scare. This was the best Tony Pollard game, I think, of the season, which I know is not saying much. Uh, but, I mean, it feels like the run game is really finding its form, and it was awesome to see Mike start out with that and just kind of punch the Eagles in the mouth over and over and over and over again. So, well done. Um, well done, run game. It was And, again, well done, offensive line. Uh, well done. Romo Racer, thank you for the super chats. It's non-player stock up homage for making the most comfortable Dallas Cowboys sweats ever. I love the people at homage. Uh, I actually have their uh, Tech Mobile uh, package that they sent me here. Um, everybody check out homage. They are the best. If you need links to any of their shirts, let me know and I'll hook you up because they rock. <coughs> All right, let's move on. Um, because my voice is fading, uh, kind of like the Philadelphia Eagles this season. <laughs> anyway, uh, next up, stock up Stefan Gilmore, dude. This was without a doubt the best game that Stefan Gilmore has played, not just for the Dallas Cowboys, but I would say for the, I mean, for the, in in like three years i mean this he was awesome and he wasn't just awesome um you know uh against i, don't, I mean i don't want to be rude and, and against terry mclaurin right like that would be impressive but he was awesome against aj brown locked him up put the clamps on him a week after he did it to dk metcalf i mean like he can handle these big ferocious like beasts of wide receivers and that is not an easy thing to do. Uh, so super well done. And to get physical, to, to force the ball out, to, to have the fourth down stop that he did. I mean, what an awesome, awesome day for Stefan Gilmore. It's been so cool to see Brandon Cooks and Stefan Gilmore kind of find their roles on the team as the season's gone along. And obviously Gilmore had the, the situation with the Trayvon Diggs injury that kind of changed his role. And then Bland showed up and everything kind of changed back. Um, he has been dynamic, to say the very least. Um, Sticking in the secondary, this is my penultimate stock up. So I think you all know where I'm going after this. Stock up Donovan Wilson because I'm of the mindset that when you play a game like this, you got to have someone who's who's willing to rough people up. And that was Donovan Wilson. Like I, I would, I, I mean, goodness gracious. Like I, I'm a fighting Texas Aggie, so I love Donovan Wilson. But man alive, I mean, uh, I think I uh, had a man alive a moment ago. Thank you all for keeping me honest. But. Um, Donovan Wilson is just this tone setter. You could have put Marquise Bell here. You could break it in half and give it to both of them. I mean, you need that kind of force in games like this. And that was something I did agree with Chris Collinsworth, where he talked about sometimes you got to out-bully the bully. Uh, Donovan Wilson was not here to take any crap tonight. And so good for him. Uh, finally, we mentioned him, final stock up. How could it go to anybody but Brandon Aubrey? I mean, Brandon Aubrey was amazing. Brandon Aubrey was incredible. Brandon Aubrey was perfect, right? Like, is that too much to say? Brandon Aubrey was literally perfect. And I mean, is he the best kicker in the NFL? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm halfway joking, but I mean, Justin Tucker exists, but he's not been perfect. He's not been Justin Tucker this year. Like, I mean, if, 
Who's I'll actually ask you in the chat. Who is the the kicker that you would rather have than Brandon Aubrey? I'll take any names you want. I mean, I'll, I'll I'm open to to being dissuaded uh, because Brandon Aubrey has been amazing. I love all the nicknames you all have. I haven't decided which one I like the most. Uh, I thought I had a great tweet. You know, it's always a cool thing when you say you have a great tweet. Um, after the 60-yarder, I tweeted Brandon Aubrey Golasso because uh, if you didn't know, if you haven't heard, Brandon Aubrey played in the MLS. Thank you, NBC, for telling us a story that we have heard on a weekly basis now for three months. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's really, really, really difficult. None of you uh, – Alex Storms and Harrison Butker, maybe you want to do that again. Maybe you want to go with Justin Tucker. That's up to you. Um, but Brandon Aubrey's in that conversation. Uh, Garrett, uh, with a question says, thank you for the super chat, Garrett. Anyone know good recipes for crow? I'm needing to eat some for wanting Maher over Aubrey. I mean, I definitely felt like the, I, I felt like it was an overreaction on Brandon Aubrey, excuse me, on, on Brett Maher, because he was so good last year. He really was. He was amazing throughout the regular season. The Tampa playoff game was awful. The San Francisco playoff game wasn't awful, but it was very bad. Um, so, I mean, it, it made sense to believe in, in the overall body of work, but it also made sense to say, hey, this dude might have lost it already. We got to move on. So they did. And I mean, you know, it's, I mean, even Brett Maher, as awesome as he was, you know, they pulled him out of thin air. Um, and it's kind of like, do you guys, can you guys just go through this in a conventional way? Like, can you guys just find someone in a, in a normal way so that we don't have to doubt you and eat our crow later as Garrett curates recipes? So, and I, that's what I agree with Zach. Zach in the chat says kind of fell ass backwards into this. Hate the process. Love the product. Agree. Uh, very, very well said. Uh, so Brandon Aubrey rounds out my stock report. You can read this, like I said, at blogontheboys.com. I also do a little Instagram write-up of it. Uh, you can check that out. Follow me on Instagram at RJ Ochoa. But by the way, um, our star of the game is open. Um, this is not an option for our Facebook audience or our Twitch audience. It's only available on, um, on YouTube. But uh, let's see here. It's time, I think, to end the poll. Um, and we're going to do that with 49% of the vote. The poll is now over. Uh, our star of the game, let me get this up for you here. Star of the game, star of the game, where you at, where you at? The star of the game for the Dallas Cowboys following their 33-13 to 13 humiliation of the Philadelphia Eagles, cornerback Stephon Gilmore. I mean, what? Like, how, you just show up and, and lock down A.J. Brown? Like, it's no big deal? I mean, it was impressive. I mean, I you could argue – Dak Prescott, you could argue CeeDee Lamb, you could argue Jake Ferguson, you could certainly argue Brandon Aubrey. Um, but Stephon Gilmore gave the biggest thing the Cowboys needed. Um, and that's what this team is all about. This team is about just kind of finding a way on a weekly basis. Uh, Guadalupe notes a uh, graphic that NBC showed. Uh, Micah Parsons and Reggie White, only players with 12 or more sacks in their first three years. Micah was great. I didn't have him on the stock up list. I think he played a great game. I think it's ridiculous that he's not drawing any holding penalties. I don't mean to keep whining about that, but, but I mean, how is this happening? I mean, how is he getting penalized, you know, for hands of the face? I mean, and fine hands of the face is a, is a penalty, but like, how is, how is Micah Parsons not drawing a single penalty at any point in time in an NFL game? By the way, uh, defensive player of the year odds, Micah is now the heavy favorite to win. He's minus 130, Miles Garrett plus 175. So, all right. It's a little bit late. I appreciate all of you for hanging out here. 
going to have another video up on our channel tomorrow on Monday, kind of breaking down the state of things, obviously, um, the state of the NFC playoff picture. The Cowboys are currently, if you are curious, the two seed in the NFC, although that is temporary. Uh, 49ers fans definitely, you know, we, they did our dirty work last week. We did theirs this week. So we're all done. But anyway, um, great night. Great, great Great night. Uh, if you take a victory poll on Monday t-shirt or whatever picture, tag me on it. I'm RJ Ochoa on Twitter, Instagram, or threads, RJ.Ochoa on TikTok. You can send me an email if you would like, RJ.Ochoa at SBNation.com. Subscribe here to the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel, our Twitch channel. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our podcast network. And again, make sure to visit blogontheboys.com for the latest and greatest in the world of the 10-3 and 3 NFC East leading Dallas Cowboys. What a night. You know, last thing I'll say. I tweeted before the game started, and thank you, Anthony, for the super chat saying W. I tweeted before the game started that in the uh, dog days of the offseason, these are the nights that I miss the most. These are the games that I miss the most. I love, you know, being on the internet with all of my friends, which is all of you, and just kind of experiencing this together. This is such a fun and special thing. Um, and I think back to when I first fell in love with the Cowboys, when I was a kid, when I was in high school. And, and it was these moments, like these are the moments you remember, right? And this is, you know, it's December, the Christmas lights are up, it's cool outside, right? Like it all just kind of fits the, I don't want to use the word vibe, but like the moment. And so these are, these are great moments that you remember forever. And so I hope however you watched it, whoever you watched it with, I hope you made a wonderful memory because it was a whole hell of a lot of fun. So <clears throat> one last cough because I couldn't do it. Y'all have a great night. Uh, we'll see you on Monday here for our latest video on the YouTube channel. And, of course, all across the rest of the week throughout the podcast network, you'll see and hear my voice. I love you all. Thanks so much for hanging out. See you next time. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.